Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, brother. Well, good morning again. Uh, those of you that maybe have come in after we started, I'm glad to have you with us. Those of you joining us maybe after the fact online, glad to have you with us. As I said at the beginning, things will be a little bit different today uh, as we are starting, as you see, starting 2022, I do that all the time, starting 2022 right in prayer. And so this is going to be an intentional time of asking God for several different things. And so what I want to encourage you to do is, yes, you're going to hear me pray a lot, but one, please don't fall asleep. You might be tired from the ball drop still the other day. No, I'm just kidding. But um, when you, while we're sitting here and we're watching, you're going to see on the screen, I'm going to have just a prayer of something, and then there's going to be a passage of Scripture. And when I have the time of prayer in a few moments for that specific thing, the passage of Scripture you see there, I'm going to do something that if you don't practice this in your spiritual disciplines and your study of the Word, I would encourage you to do so. I'm going to pray, but I'm also going to pray that passage of Scripture back to the Lord. There's something very profound about that, of, of reading God's Word back to Him. And so we're going we're gonna to do that today. It's going to take up about our normal sermon time, but it's going to be just intentional time of prayer for specific things. And as, as we were thinking about this, I was talking with Pastor Walter and, and praying through this, uh, the first thing that we wanted to just start off with was a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of thanksgiving. And the reason for that is we wanted to give God praise and thanks for what he has done in our lives, but ultimately what he did in 2021. You know, over the last couple of years, things have been a blur, it feels like at times. 2020 was crazy. We didn't gather together for a period of time uh, in, in person. We had to do stuff online and record stuff. And uh, the worship team will tell you just that whole venture of doing all that week after week after week and singing to an empty room, that, that was crazy. And then we gathered together again finally outside and, and had that time together. And then we moved into 2021 and we saw God kind of continue what he did even during the beginning of the pandemic. And, and for, for our congregation specifically, Prior to 2020, we saw in 2019 uh, two people uh, baptized, and they're both with us today. Gregory's here, and, and Kimberly's here, and we're, we're, I'm glad to have you guys here with us today. We baptized them in 2019, but prior to that, we, we hadn't seen many baptisms, and, and God graciously allowed us to baptize three people in 2020, but then in 2021, he kept doing it. It was so awesome, and you may remember, we were, we'd be out there on that front lawn, and have the, the tub filled up, the horse trough filled up with the water, and we baptized Kanara, and we baptized Tammy. And we rejoice in the fact that we did that. And just seeing God move in the last three years, and seven people come to faith, and we say, well, Brian, that's not a big number. I mean, seven people were baptized. That's something to rejoice in. Specifically, those two last year started writing down all these different things you know, we started to further that partnership that we had that was just kind of, hey, if you need something, we're here for you with St. Andrews. I mean, our church graciously has opened our doors for almost a year now so that they can gather for worship on a Sunday morning and not have to worry about heating or air. For a period of time, they were gathered inside of that warehouse on the Navy base with no heating, no air. And in January of 2021, right before they started meeting with us, there was one Sunday morning when they gathered at their worship time of 11 a.m. of it being 32 degrees in the warehouse. And because of your love and your graciousness and your kindness of Christ shown to them, we opened the doors to them and they have a home to where they can gather and do ministry out of and collaborate with us as we saw Last week, and you may not know this, and Kathy will attest this to you, Pastor David came to me and he said, hey, we, we want to help out with the Bread of Life Pantry. What can we do? And we, we gave a list of items. And their church came week after week, and they had a wheelbarrow set up out here in the Welcome Center over the last couple of months, and they filled it up with paper bags full of items for the Bread of Life Pantry. Just further ways in which they could do that. And we'll do more and more stuff together by God's grace prayerfully in the future. We continue to see our collaboration with our sister churches. We, when, when I first came here, uh, gracious, six and, six and a month ago, six years and a month ago, 
from restoration. We got here and one of the big things I prayed for was that we would have more than just uh, association by uh, the fact that we were in the same denomination with our sister churches here. And it's not because of me, it's because of God and what he's done. God has answered that prayer. I mean, to the point to where I, I'm, I'm practically best friends with these other guys in these churches, these pastors. Something I prayed for and bade God for and he's answered that. And they're here, they're, there are sister churches that are ready and willing to do any and all things and we've seen some stuff that we've done. Those of you that were able to be with us on Christmas Eve, we gathered with Centerpoint Church at Remount and we gathered with Cooper River over at Centerpoint, a packed house. It was beautiful to see people gathered together to celebrate the birth of Christ together for Christmas Eve. We'll do further stuff together with them. We had a, and I will not spoil this, Miss Brenda, I promise, but we had major turnout for some things with OCC this year. And I'm not saying anything else besides that because we're having a celebration next Sunday morning that I encourage all of you to come and be a part of. We're gonna do that, and I'll announce it again at the end of the service, but we're gonna have a celebration praising God for what he did with Operation Christmas Child this year. Next Sunday morning, hear me, at 10 a.m. in the fellowship hall. While St. Andrews is gathered in here, we're gonna have that time in the fellowship hall and then we'll come in here for worship at 11 a.m. We'll have refreshments. It'll be a really exciting time to hear what God did, but I rejoice in what God did there. We continue to give thanks for the partnership that we have with Hersey Montessori. You know, we, earlier this year during Teacher Appreciation Week, we went in there and coming off the heels of what God allowed us to do through Christmas And we bless those teachers during Teacher Appreciation Week. And I tell you guys this, the moment that I have the opportunity, and things are very, very limited right now, so they don't allow hardly any volunteers in right now. They give four for the school, and so I'm the liaison basically for our church to be able to go in there. I walk into that building, and the first thing that happens is the principal has already greeted me, and the staff has already greeted me that's there in the office, and they're so excited to see that somebody from Holmes Avenue is there. And that's an answer to prayer that God has given to us. Right before Christmas break, I had the opportunity to go in there and I said, hey, I've got, I got some time off. What, what do you want me to do? What can I do? And they're like, man, one of our teachers desperately needs help in the classroom. So I basically was a substitute teacher for the day. <laughs> that was fun. But it really was. I enjoyed it. But it's just being there and being able to say, hey, I know things are limited as far as what can be something that can be offered right now, but what, what can our church do for you? And that's been God's grace answering that prayer to see that happen. We've had several new members join our congregation this year. I was trying to think of them all off the top of my head right before the gathering, but close to 10 people that joined our congregation. So grateful for that. And I think one of the big things that we can celebrate in, besides all of those great things, is at the beginning of 2021, when we voted in the, the 2021 budget, we, we voted to start to support missions further than just associational and, and uh, associational, excuse me, and denominationally. So we had that Acts 1-8, you may remember that model. You'll be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of Jerusalem, Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We started doing that with Christ-centered solutions. We started doing that with the wings in, in Puerto Rico. And as you remember, we're looking ahead to a mission trip coming up in May that you'll be able to get further information from Pastor Walter soon for that. We also have that partnership with Calvary New City, with Pastor Matt in Denver. And prayerfully, as the Lord provides, we'll have an opportunity for even a mission trip to go to Denver. And we're going to specifically be praying for Matt and his church family here in a few minutes when we have our intentional prayer time. Those are just some of the highlights of what God was able to do. We were still, even through the pandemic at different times, at the beginning and through 2021, been able to keep the bread of life going. And I'm so grateful for Kathy and and Caitlin and Ray and what they do for that. It's just such an incredible thing to see what God has done in the midst of our congregation this past year. And so I wanna start out this time of prayer with a prayer of thanksgiving. And I'm gonna read back to the Lord Psalm 95 and then I'll read, or I'll specifically pray for some certain things. So if you would, let's go to the Lord in prayer, this prayer of thanksgiving. I wanna encourage you, don't just sit and listen to me as I pray. Pray a prayer of thanksgiving for yourself for what God has done in our church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you right now, Lord, this time of this prayer of thanksgiving this time of thanking you for what you have done 
And Lord, before I go any further, I want, to, I want to thank you, Lord, by reading your word back to you, Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his dry hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For 40 years, I loathed a generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. Lord, we come before you. Lord, reading this psalm of praise, knowing through the the history of your word, through the history of the nation of Israel, Lord, the times where they had obviously seen you move and work, and yet they still were disobedient to you, Lord, I pray that that is not us. Lord, I know, God, that that we're a a small congregation of people, Lord, but Lord, we have seen you move and work. And Lord, we rejoice and we thank you, God, for what you have done over this last year. And Lord, we anticipate and we wait eagerly to see what you are going to do. Lord, we thank you, Lord, also, Lord, that we were able to continue to provide meals on a monthly basis for the people in our community with spaghetti drive throughs Or just another way for the people in our community to see, Lord, that your church is here and that we love the community around us. And Lord, we wait in anticipation to see the things that you're going to lead us to do this year, Lord, to penetrate the darkness right here locally around us, as well as across the globe. Thank you, God, first and foremost, for saving us. And thank you, God, for what you have continually shown over and over and over through your word and to us, your faithfulness. Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for you. Lord, we wait eagerly to see what you will do. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. The next thing we see that we want to encourage to pray for, and we do this every time. I saved it for here at this point, but it's a prayer of repentance and a prayer of confession. Looking at this, we probably should have started with this, but it's it's a time for us to remember what God has done and remember who we are still in light of our salvation. We are saved. We are redeemed. We still are sinful people. And we still must repent and confess of our sins before God. I'm going to read two passages before you right now. And I'm going to stay quiet after I read them. And this will be a time for us right now to stop and think and ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything that I have in my life right now that is hindering my prayers before you? Is there anything that I have that our church has that we need to repent of and confess before you? And Lord, we're going to do that. We will repent of that. We will confess it before you. First for repentance is Psalm 32, 5. I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. He will be faithful to forgive us. Confession it's Isaiah 53, four through five. Talking about Jesus and what he's done, it should lead us to confession and repentance. Isaiah 53, four through five reads, surely 
He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Let's go to a time if there's anything you need to repent of. Repent of it before the Lord. Confess it to him. And then I'll pray. Heavenly Father, for every single person that is within the sound of my voice here in this room and listening online, Lord, the words of your scriptures are coming to my mind. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I pray, God, that if there's anything in any of our lives, Lord, that are hindering our prayers being heard to you, Lord, because of that sin that we have not repented of, or confessed, Lord, that you would draw us to repentance. That we, Lord, would acknowledge our sin to you. That we do not cover up the iniquity. That we say that we will confess our transgressions to the Lord. And know, Father, that you forgive the iniquity of our sin. Selah. Lord, we know that because of what Jesus has gone through, the suffering servant, being beaten, mocked, and flogged, Lord, I pray that that reminder would be fresh on our hearts continually, Lord, that it would draw us to confession, that we would confess our sins to you, that we confess our sins to one another so that we can equip, esteem, build up one another to walk further in obedience to you. Lord, I pray that if this is not a daily practice in our lives, Lord, that we would do it. We are saved. We know that. We are justified, Lord. You have redeemed us. But Lord, daily, we face the realities of this side of heaven the fact that there is still a day of waiting for Jesus to return, there's still a day that we are going through on a daily basis where we battle sin. So Lord, I pray that we would practice daily confession and repentance before you, knowing and trusting that you are good and you have forgiven us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The third thing that we're going to pray for is to pray specifically for St. Andrew's Park Circle. When Pastor Walter and I were talking about this, we, we thought about listing out all of the, the different church sister churches that we partner with and collaborate with, and that's just a lot. And so we're going to do just as we do on a weekly basis. We usually pray for one of those churches by name. So we're going to specifically do that right now. One of the passages that, that Pastor Walter thought was so fitting for this after he and I talked with Pastor David a couple weeks ago, and I think it's so fitting, especially after what Pastor David said to me this morning, as I told him we were praying for them specifically, was Colossians 1, 28 through 29, which reads, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. That was Paul's heart, desire, crying out for the church as he's specifically writing to the church at Colossians, at Colossae, excuse me. And as he's writing to those Colossians, he's, he's describing this desire for them. And that was exactly fitting with what Pastor David said to me this morning. He said, and I quote, Pray that we don't flirt with the bride of Christ, but faithfully present her to the groom. Pray that we don't flirt with the bride of Christ, but faithfully present her to the groom. He said that, and I said, wow. 
That goes so perfectly with that passage from Colossians. Warning everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And so we're gonna pray that specifically for them. I pray that you'll join me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we rejoice again and we thank you for the beautiful relationships that you have given our church, partnering together with others in our community. Other churches, Lord, other faith leaders, Lord, that believe the core truths of the gospel just as we do. And Lord, we rejoice in the fact that St. Andrew's Park Circle are our dear brothers and sisters in ministry here. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we've been able to provide a spot for them early on a Sunday morning to gather for worship, to gather for a, a time of further Bible study at a different time in a different place on this campus, whatever it may be, Father. We rejoice in the fact that you have led that. We rejoice, Lord, that these are our brothers and sisters who are, are, are putting the, the hand to the plow just as we are. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for Pastor David and Pastor Philip, Lord, and their leadership to the saints at St. Andrew's Park Circle. I thank you, Lord, for the way in which they lead their families, the way in which they follow after you, the way in which they lead the people of God. And Lord, I pray for them, Lord, that they would do just as they've asked, just as the scriptures say, Lord, that they would lead the people of God at St. Andrew's to grow in their maturity of following Christ, Lord, so that they may faithfully present the church to the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, may this be the heart's cry of all those who lead your church. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Thank you for these dear brothers and sisters. Use them powerfully to reach our community with the hope of the gospel, just as we pray for us. In Jesus' name we ask this, amen. The next thing we decided instead of all the, the mission partners we have, because we're going to be praying for them continually over these next several weeks. In fact, next Sunday, Dr. Rod West of Christ Center Solutions, remember he was with us back in the end of 2020. He'll be here with us next Sunday to give an update. To, uh, to Remember, next Sunday is the day that we're going to collect those gently used shoes for those that don't have footwear to be able to use in third world countries. But he's going to be here and he's going to be updating us on what God is doing through Christ Center Solutions. But for this one specifically today, it seems so fitting given what is going on right now in Denver and what is going on in Aurora to pray specifically for Calvary New City Church, one of our mission partners. To pray for them, to pray for Pastor Matt, his wife Kayla, their family. There's a lot of craziness that is happening right now in Aurora. You may hear a roar and you may think, that sounds familiar to me. You may remember several years ago during the Batman movie where the shooting took place that was in Aurora at the movie theater. Well, that same sense of crime and evil is still present in Aurora and it's still running rampant. Much of the police department has resigned. There's much crime that is taking place. You've seen on the news what's happening with the wildfires that are going on there right now. And so we want to specifically pray for them. We want to pray for their work that's going on. Right before Christmas, I talked to Pastor Matt on the phone, and he and I have just been close friends since I started seminary. And he was just falling apart. And he's like, Brian, I got to tell you what's just happened. Like, I knew that the fall season was rough, but right before Christmas, they're a mobile church. They, they, they set up inside of a school. And so their trailer that they used, much like a couple years ago when St. Andrew's was a mobile church and their trailer was stolen out of our parking lot, their trailer at New City Church was stolen. And by God's grace, 
The trailer was found. The only thing that was lost was the sound system, but another church in the area bought a brand new sound system for them so they could use it and have it. And there was one little piece that that they were just fearful of. They were like, man, anything else in that trailer can be gone. And by God's grace, nothing else was taken. But there was one little thing in there, and they used to be missionaries in Uganda, and there was a beautiful nativity set that they got from Uganda while they were there. And that was left in the trailer. And so they still had it to celebrate at Christmas time for their, their Christmas Eve service and all of that. But even in that time of the trailer being stolen, it took two days, two days for an officer to be able to report back since the call came in. It's just, there's, there's just so much crime going on and there's so little that's being done in the judicial system right now because there's, there's not much that can be done. And so we want to pray specifically for Aurora and we want to pray for them. And this is the passage of scripture that Pastor Walter thought was so fitting and I agree with him. Matthew 16, 13 through 19. Now when Jesus came into a district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We're going to pray specifically that that same response would be what God does through Calvary City, New City. That God would establish his church there because they are still very much new in the area. And that God would use Matt, he would use the elders there, he would use their leadership to empower the church and equip them through the Holy Spirit of God to go out and proclaim and demonstrate the gospel so that Aurora is radically transformed because of Jesus Christ. So if you would, join me in prayer for that. Father, we continue this time of prayer to you, Lord, and we come before you now, laying our dear brothers and sisters in Aurora, Colorado, to you right now. Lord, we lift up Calvary New City Church to you. We lift up Pastor Matt, his wife Kayla, their children, Lord, we lift up to you the elders. Lord, as they lead your church, God, I pray, God, that you would empower them through the Holy Spirit to boldly proclaim the gospel, to equip the saints for the work of ministry as you say to do in Ephesians 4. And Lord, that they would go out, Lord, that their church, your church there at Calvary New City would be built on a rock there. Lord, that the church would be going out and proclaiming the gospel as they encounter people in their daily lives, as they encounter people in their work, as they encounter people in their neighborhoods. Lord, much of the same things we pray for us and our sister churches, we pray specifically for them right now, Lord, in the crime-ridden area of Aurora. Lord, as they go out and they do their ministry along Jesus on Colfax, that, that road of Colfax there that so desperately needs the gospel, Lord, as they go to those hotels, as they engage with the people that are involved in crime, Lord, as they engage with the homeless, Lord, as they boldly give out the good news of Jesus through the opportunities you provide, Lord, I pray that, God, you would protect them. Lord, that you would give them the words to speak. And, Lord, that you would draw hearts to repentance to walk from death into life. Lord, I pray, God, that you would do this Lord, that you would do it quickly as the city desperately needs to see the glory of Jesus throughout it. Lord, I pray for Matt, Lord, as this fall season has just been rough for him, his family, for his church. Lord, I pray that you would encourage my brother. 
Lord, that he would not grow weary in doing good. Lord, that he would know that there will be a harvest to reap. I pray, God, that you would build up the laborers, equip them with the knowledge of your gospel, transform people on mission to be lights in the darkness. Use them powerfully, Father, we beg you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. That now transitions to our last two things, first and foremost. Prayers for what God will do in 2022, specifically a prayer for lostness. A prayer for lostness. And this is a prayer for lostness regarding us and the people that we're around. This is a prayer for us to stop and think about the people that we engage with on a daily basis. This is a prayer and think about the people that we engage with that live next door to us. This is a prayer to think about the people that are even in our households. Moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Any time that you are around a child, a young teenager, an adult, you have the opportunities to demonstrate Christ. And so I want to encourage you to think through that and ask God to use you in ways like he's never used you before this year. To boldly ask God to to come and use us to go out into the lostness and prayerfully through the proclamation of the gospel transform it. This is a lostness not just talking directly about the, the one mile radius around our building, which that is extremely important. That's why we have it plastered on the wall in the welcome center. But this is a prayer that that would even go out a little bit further because the city of North Charleston is not just a mile wide. We need to pray and ask God that our city would be transformed by the power of the gospel. And that includes a a bold moving forward in obedience by all of us, your pastors included, your leadership included, your deacons. This is the scripture passage. Acts 16, 30 through 34. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I want to give you some context. This is where Paul has been imprisoned. And they're chained, and he and Silas, they're sitting there, and they're singing these hymns and songs to God at midnight in the midst of what they've already gone through, and they're battling. They're locked up. They've been beaten. All of this stuff is taking place. And yet they sit there and they cry out to God in worship. And as that takes place, the place rumbles and the chains are unfastened and they get up and everybody is fleeing and the jailer is there and he's about to kill himself with the sword because he's thinking, oh, all is lost. Everybody's gonna be gone. I'm gonna get in trouble and I'm gonna be killed. And Paul says, whoa, 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 man, we're we're all here. And he hears the gospel and he's saved He says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus, you and and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and his family. Then he brought them up in his house and set food before him. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. Why do I share that? One of the things that has just been on my mind these last several weeks, just because of reality of, uh, of what's going on with COVID stuff still, what's going on with just personal family stuff as far as health, like, there's just these things that are coming up and it's just like, oh man, what, how are we gonna navigate this? How are we gonna go through this? And it got me really thinking after Walter and I talked about this passage, when it comes to the lostness that's around us, it could very well be that God has ordained things and allowed things to take place so that our response, our response will be what the lost world sees and it draws to the point to say, sirs, what must I do to be saved? How will we go about our daily lives? 
living in a manner that is worthy of the gospel so that people around us see the joy that we have despite circumstances, despite what the media says, despite anything. They see the joy that we have and we say something is different. What must I do to have what you have? And we may have an exact same situation like what we see here with the jailer that comes to faith and then his whole entire household comes to faith. So I'm gonna ask you that you would pray for the lostness and I'm gonna ask you to do something. And I'll mention this further at the end. But over the course of the next several weeks, there's gonna be things that we're gonna ask you to do And one of those big things is to to keep a a discipline of prayer in your life. And this right here should be at the top of your list. Praying for the lostness around us. And I have to ask the question before we pray, what would happen, church? What would happen if I had a mirror right here, I would put it before me and I'd ask myself the same question. Please hear me, transparency. Transparency. What would happen if we all made this the priority of our life to pray diligently daily and ask God to save those that are around us that are desperately lost and that we would be used as a tool to proclaim the good news? What would happen? By God's grace and mercy, many people would come to faith Many people would be discipled and equipped and be sent out as laborers. We would get to the point to where we'd be looking around saying, wait a minute, we had so many people that joined the church and now we're down 30 people because we sent 30 people out to go do the work of the mission to plant churches and to be missionaries, so on and so forth. What if it came down to just starting now, starting today, saying every day of my life I will wake up and make it a priority and a discipline to not only engage the word of God, but to pray to God, to build this discipline of prayer in my life and to pray for the lostness that's around me, that God would use me and he would use my brothers and sisters at Holmes Avenue to transform this place for the sake of the gospel. So let's pray that now and ask God to do that. Join me. Father in heaven, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you have even brought this up to me now, even after we've prayed of repentance and confession, that you have brought this up to me, that this, this subject matter even, there are days that, that I allow things to get in the way of even praying these, and Lord, I repent of that before you and before our people. And God, I confess to you, Lord, that I will make it a priority every day moving forward to pray for the lostness that is around us. Lord, not just praying for Orr Street and South Boulevard and Holmes Avenue and Durant, but Lord, the streets that go past that Lord, the streets that go, Lord, around Park Circle, that go around the city of North Charleston. Lord, I beg you, Father, to transform the lostness to salvation this year. I beg you, Father, to use your church in ways like we have never seen you use us before. Use us spiritually, Father, to grow in our discipline of the word, in our discipline of prayer. And Lord, to seek to make sure we do everything in our power, shy of saving people, because that is not our responsibility, but everything we can to our households, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, to our friends and our family. Lord, that they may see Jesus They may see the joy that we have despite circumstances, despite anything we may face or go through and know that you are still good 
and know that there is something there and they want to know what they must do to be saved. And Lord, as your word says, repent in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household. Father, we beg you, Lord, to save the lostness around us. We beg you, Lord, to build up laborers here, to be sent out into the harvest to transform it by your power. Have your way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. The last thing that we're going to pray for is for us. We're going to pray specifically for the ill that are among us. There are many that have gone through sicknesses, that are going through things right now. Some of those to mention, just by messages I got today. Rembert Reeves asked me to please pray for Rachel. Rachel is not feeling well at all right now. He's concerned about her and just pray that she would feel better. So please remember Miss Rachel. You heard us mention several times through the service, Pastor Walter's not here. He told me it was okay I could share this. This morning, his wife Kelly was confirmed positive for COVID, so please be praying for Kelly as she heals from COVID, but also their family that none of them get sick. This will not hinder the, the grand wedding next Saturday for Kimberly and Jared, but Jared has, um, he's, today is the last day of his isolation quarantine period. J- Jared also had COVID. He's had very minimal symptoms, so besides a sore throat, so be praying for Jared. Kimberly's fine. She's negative. Don't worry. You can say hello to her. I ask that you please continue to pray for Tammy Mincy. Tammy has gotten out of rehab um, from what she had with her stroke, but she still is obviously not here with us yet. She's still building up strength to be back with us, so we're going to continue to pray for Tammy. I ask that you would continue to pray for Miss Janice Bowles. Miss Janice fell uh, several weeks ago and she had surgery on her arm and she's in a rehab facility now rehabbing that arm. Uh, She's just had it so rough with falls over the last couple of years. So please continue to pray for Miss Janice. And then obviously we remember uh, Ronnie and Donnie as well. Uh, Ronnie is, I mean, Donnie is still having a lot of issues with his hand as it's healing. And Ronnie is still, as you know, continually waiting on that transplant. Those are some of the things I mentioned also, Fred has not been feeling well today at all, uh, just, just some pain, so just be praying, continue to pray for Fred, uh, and then I ask you to please remember Miranda in prayer as she has had uh, all the stuff that's going on with the cyst on her spine, and uh, the, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, say it, Kiari malformation that she's got going on back there. Um, is there. Is there other things that we need to make mention to the church family. Yes, Ms. Pam. Yes, ma'am. Please remember Ms. Pam as she has congestive heart failure, the things that she has to deal with for that going forward. We will continue to absolutely pray for you, Ms. Pam. I've been praying for you, but I wanted to make sure that you were okay with that before I said it. Somebody raise their hand right here. Okay. Anybody else? Yes. Continue to please be praying for Miss Martha Litchfield as well. Anything else? Who's that? Lindsay. Uh, Barbara's daughter, Lindsay, has got some things going on uh, health-wise, so please be praying for Lindsay as well. Miss Pam, you said something else? Pam's sister, Deborah, has been diagnosed with um, breast cancer and she's going to be facing surgery. So please remember her as well. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. 
Miss Ima Jean's daughter-in-law. Please continue to pray for her. She's been in, is she in there right now again? She just got out, okay, okay. Mr. Bill. Yes, sir, absolutely. Mr. Bill asked that we continue to please pray for him, and we will. And just so you all know, I will composite a list of these things for updates, and I will put it out this week as well. Anybody else? Okay. Before we go into the time of prayer, I also want to offer this up to the congregation for anyone that is here present with us. James five fourteen through 16, you've, you've seen us do this uh, recently. Uh, actually, it's going to go through verse 18, but it reads, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power at its working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. And you've heard when we've done this before, this is not a 100% guarantee that the thing that you're going through in that moment, you're, you're going to be healed of. It's, but it is a prayer of faith, and you're trusting that God's will is going to be done, and you're asking for prayer coming forward in that. Now, we have seen healing of that. I'll give you two examples, one on this side of heaven and one on the other side of heaven. Um, this side of heaven, just several weeks ago, we saw uh, Miss, Miss uh, Joan Nabinet. She was just having so much pain. She came forward in faith, not because anybody told her to. She said, I want to be prayed over and anointed. And Walter and I did that for her. And literally that week, all the pain was gone. And she has not battled any other pain of that right now as I know of to this day. The other that we know of is from a couple years ago, Miss Imogene Priester. She came forward asking for prayer and was anointed. We prayed over her, but she ultimately got her healing when she went to heaven. So, my question is, is there anyone here? I'm going to still pray for these people. I will mention them by name. But is there anyone here present that wants to come forward to be anointed and prayed over? Remember, this is by faith, not something that somebody's telling you to do. It's something that you feel led to do. Anyone at all? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we come before you right now, lifting up those in our congregation among us who are sick, that are battling illness, that are battling different things. Lord, you know what is going on in each and every one of these situations, but Father, we trust, God, that your will would be done in these we pray and ask, God, that, that there would be healing from these things right now, Lord. Or we beg you for those things. But also we pray that your will would be done. Lord, by name, I, I pray to you for our people. I pray for Rachel as she's not feeling well right now. Pray for healing for her. I pray for Kelly, Lord, as she is going through COVID. I pray, Lord, that it's very minimum what she goes through. God, I pray for healing for her quickly. I pray that Perry, Molly, and Walter do not come down with it or that you would keep them well. Lord, I pray over Fred, Lord, as he is just not feeling well physically today, Lord, I just pray for him. I pray for healing for him quickly, Lord. I pray for Jared, Lord, as he uh, is continuing to heal from COVID, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, uh, Lord, as he's finishing up his quarantine today, Lord, that you would just keep him well and feeling feeling better. I pray that everyone else involved in the wedding, Kimberly and our family, myself, everyone else, Lord, for this upcoming weekend, Lord, that you would um, just let it be a, a wonderful day of celebration, not having to worry about any distractions of illness. Lord, I continue to pray for Tammy, Lord, as she's recovering from her stroke. I pray, Lord, that you would heal her quickly. 
I pray the same for Miss Janice, Lord, as she is Janice, as she is in rehab right now for her arm. I pray that she would heal quickly as well, Lord. I pray for Miss Pam, Lord, as she's got this congestive heart failure, Lord. I pray, God, and ask, Lord, that you would heal her of it quickly. Lord, that it would not give her issue, Lord, to where she could still go about enjoying her life and the things that she enjoys doing and being around her family and others. Lord, pray for her sister, Deborah, Lord, as she's going to be having this surgery for this cancer, Lord. I pray that it would heal quickly. God, that, that, Lord, prayerfully, God, that you would allow it, Lord, that surgery's not even needed. It would just miraculously heal, Lord, but even if surgery is needed, Lord, that you would heal her quickly. Lord, I pray, Lord, for Miss Martha, Lord, that you would continue to be with her. God, as, as she goes through life, Lord, and the things that she's battling, I pray for Debbie and Barbara also, Lord, as they are there to minister to her and their family. Lord, I pray for Lindsay as she's got these health concerns and the things that are going on. I pray for healing for her quickly. Lord, I pray over Miranda, and I ask, God, Lord, that you would give uh, wisdom to us, give wisdom to the doctors as we determine the best course of action for things moving forward. I pray for quick healing for her. Lord, I pray also, Lord, for Imogene's daughter-in-law that's been in and out of the hospital so much, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as she is now out, Lord, that you would heal her quickly, Lord, so she doesn't have to keep moving forward in this, going back and forth. Lord, I just pray for rapid healing. And Lord, that you would bless their family. And Lord, I also pray for Mr. Bill McDaniel. I thank you for this dear brother. And Lord, I ask God that you continue to heal him, Lord, as he is continually improving. Lord, I rejoice that he's here today with Charlotte and John. And Lord, I just thank you for them and they're bringing him here. Lord, I pray for our dear brother. I pray for Ronnie and Donnie, Lord, as well. Lord, that you would heal them. Lord, you'd be with Donnie with his hand. Lord, that heal quickly. Lord, we beg you for a transplant for Ronnie, for healing for him. Lord, we, we thank you for today and what you have allowed us to be a part of. God, I pray, Lord, moving forward that we would glorify you in our lives this year. God, that we would seek to put our relationship with you as a first priority and to pray for the lostness that's around us and to live our lives on mission for you. Thank you, Lord, for the grace and mercy that you show to us daily. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.